Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Well met, fellow adventurers. Back to Proving Ground 6, where we're doing Elder Throne Part 2, where we're going to see what the effects of destroying the Elder Throne when it first arrived will be. Gross, there are still other thrones. Apparently there's four other thrones. And they're probably going to be scheming something. So until they're gone, it's not really over. Or, if it's not over, maybe it's... Or it could begin again with some other spot. Anyway. And also, right now, we're waiting for Halleck. We're meeting someone. So, here we go. At the conclusion of the previous part, as the grey mist that envelops you begins to dissipate, you lose your balance and pitch forward, instinctively throwing out your hands to keep your head from striking the ground. Your palms bite into the damp, uneven timbers formerly beneath your feet, and you roll onto your back. The shrill cries of nearby gulls and the unmistakable lapping of waves pierce your momentary confusion and serve to betray your location. The last wisps of fog depart and you slowly regain your feet as your eyes look out across the bustling, fog-shrouded quayside. Immediately recognise the harbour to be that of Port Harlick. A pair of passing soldiers, their blue tabards displaying the insignia of the king, Stop to ask if you're all white. Soldiers seem generally concerned, but what you perceive must be your present bewildered appearance. You thank the soldiers and assure them you're fine. 
They nod and continue on their way towards a large galleon. It's in the process of being loaded. As you shake off the lingual effects of your sudden displacement, the sound of someone moving up from behind you sends your pulse racing. You quickly spin around and lock your steely gaze on a thin, hooded figure emerging from the bank of fog now sweeping across the, the pier. The familiar grey face peering out at you from beneath the bulky folds of the grey clothed hood simultaneously fills you with both profound hope and a deepening sense of dread. And now, Owl draws up to you out of the fog and nods, He's alive too! Yay! <laughs> While you have no recollection of why you were in the quayside at Port Alex Harbour, Immediately sense that you're meeting with your former companion. This location is something you previously arranged. The man standing before you, his head covered by a bulky grey hood, his face leaner and his eyes less bright than you seem to remember them, turns and glances back along the quay to the tethered galleon that's in the process of being loaded. Brooded by our sudden appearance, and fighting back a wave of fear brought on by the realisation that you have no memory of the events that led up to this juncture. You find yourself unable to speak. You manage a quick rap dress and address Al by name. For a moment, the man you know knew as a master thief and a brave and loyal companion stares at you with a startled look upon his face. Al, he says. A sly grin spreads across his face. Haven't heard that name in quite some time. I go rather fancier though. I shall use it more often. The time was, of course, when that's all folk knew me by. Owl again looks over his shoulder at the galleon. He studies the impressive vessel for several moments before turning back to you. In a flash, a flood of memories, some vivid, others murky and faint, rush into your heads, momentarily overwhelming you. As you regain control of your thoughts, you find yourself completely unaware, completely aware of who it is that stands before you, and what has led to this fateful rendezvous. The man standing on arm's length of you, the man you previously knew as the daring and familiar Master Feast Owl, Owl is perhaps the most familiar and most disruptive patron of the Dancing Dagger. Tavern astride the harbour front. The pungent aroma of strong spirits animates from the filthy attire that peers out from his relatively clean cloak, and you notice for the first time a listlessness in both his gaze and his stance. Despite his obviously compromised state, you realise that you're not able to recall specific details that his first-hand knowledge of all the comings and goings on the quayside is what made him invaluable to the task upon which you set him. In the presence of the hopeless drunkard, a man you knew in another time as a brave and loyal friend, feel nothing but deep sorrow and profound pity. Oh dear, I've screwed up. I... I should have... should have helped him escape. Now he's a hopeless drunkard. He... Stuff happened. Maybe his... His... Uh, grandfather was arrested and he had to live on his own. 
Oh dear, I tried not to change history, but I made it worse. Ah. Oh no, oh no. What other changes have I made? Ah. While you aren't able to string together in your mind the entire chain of events that led up to this meeting with Owl at the Crayside in Port Harlech, you're certain he is prepared, prepared to present you with information vital to success of a mission you cannot yet seem to recall. You realise you are, at last, back in the presence, but as you stare at Owl, you're once again overcome by a powerful sense of dread. You can't help but wonder what else has changed. Owl turns and thrusts out his right arm, stabbing his forefinger in the direction of, a, of the nearby galleon. It's on the ship. Right on the ship, he says loudly, repeating himself. Saw two men carry, it on, carry on there this morning. Right, we might have been last night. Can't remember all this cursed fog about. Anyway, it's on there. Be sure of that. Owl unexpectedly bows and then promptly reminds you in a nervous tone about the gold you promise him. You suddenly and clearly recall the deal you struck with him only two days ago in the Dancing Dagger, a tavern only a short walk along the harbour front from where you now stand. The frequent haunt of the pitiful man now standing before you. You promised to pay him 100 gold for locating a magically protected iron strong box. You had learned to be found somewhere in the port city's bustling harbour. The reasons behind your desire to obtain this box, though you suspect they are, they are connected with the events that led you to this point, still elude you. So, I could I could refuse to pay him, but... I mean, after I ruined his life, I mean, I mean, ruin his life with my time meddling, and then I don't pay him? I mean, that's just, that's just salt in the wound, isn't it? Obviously, I'm going to pay him. I mean, I kept, I said I would. I said I would. Now, or at least I think I did. He might. Yeah, I'm, I'm paying, I'm paying. Remaining true to your word, you pray Owl what you have promised him. Owl's eyes well up with tears as he accepts the gold, dips into a shallow bow and thanks you. Then, without another word, he turns and departs through the bank of fog that continues to roll across the bustling quayside. You note, with little surprise, that the hopeless drunkard, hardly a sh... hardly a sh... A shiver of the shadow of the man you once knew is making his way towards the dancing dagger. Despite the deep sadness your brief reunion with your former companion was spawned, you turn your attention to the nearby ship, believing that the vessel will likely be casting off soon. Prepare to make your way aboard to seek out the iron strongbox and whatever mysteries it may contain. Oh, oh, poor, poor Al. I should have made different choices. But that's what happens when you travel through time. You can end up making things worse. But alive. He's still alive. So that's a bonus.
well, just about alive. Yeah, maybe, maybe he can be turned round. I hope so. <laughs> Moving quickly along the fog-shrouded quayside, slipping through the bustling crowd that began to gather at the harbour front, you approach the large galleon. A lone soldier stands at the foot of the broad gangplank that extends from the edge of the quay to the ship's main deck. You note that the sizeable vessel is tethered by a thick length of rope to one of the large wooden posts rising out of the ground nearby. While the gangplank offers the most direct way to gain entry to the ship, realises you are somehow able to transverse the tether rope, you might be able to board the, un the galleon unseen. A dense cloud of grey fog slowly rolls slowly across the quay, momentarily envelops the ship. So, two ways to get aboard. Climb the rope. More dangerous, but more stealthy. Or, I can go up the gangplank, where I shall have to bluff my way past. Attempt to go, or possibly use some other skills, like illusion. Or thievery, or sub just beat them up. Although I don't really want to, don't want to beat these people up because they're just, they're just regular sailors. They have no idea what they're engaged in. Attempt to go aboard via the guarded gangplank because that just seems more fun options there. You cautiously approach the gangplank, your eyes locked on the lone star soldier standing guard at the foot of the board ramp. Like the two soldiers you've encountered first upon being at the crowside, the young man up ahead has a blue chabard over his chain shirt, displaying the insignia of the king. Realise, as you close through a few y yards of the guard, that he remains oblivious to your presence. So, I can attempt to dispatch him, or I can bluff my way past by walking right up and attempt to cross the gangplank. Hmm, I'll do that one. You stride up to the guard and greet him with a friendly wave. The young soldier cautiously returns your greeting, but promptly holds up his hand and asks you to state your business aboard the ship. There is little doubt in your mind that this man takes his post quite seriously. So I could attempt to quickly dispatch the guard, or I can attempt to bluff my way past. Okay. Hmm. Hopefully, hopefully I've actually got, <laughs> got some stuff to help me get past, but I just don't know I have it yet. <laughs> okay, I mean... I mean, if I was going to do that, I would have planned something. You know, forge some documents. Or, you know, bribes. Bribes might help. But, I don't know. I don't know if he's the sort of person you can bribe. Because, I don't know this guard. I, I've just met him. Attempt to bluff your way past the guard. You boldly attempt to bluff the guard, describing to him an important 
an imaginary set of tasks that await you aboard the ship. Pick a number. Bonus to 49. 20 from mind, 10 from luck, 19 from diplomacy. Need 75 or more. Pick now. Success. With 94. 64 XP applied to general. Without hesitation, the young soldier is taken with your account. He steps aside and waves you up the gangplank. Wasting no time, you swiftly climb aboard, climb the broad ramp, and step aboard the mighty galleon. The galleon is bursting with activity. Soldiers and ship hands move about the various decks and passages of the, of the large vessel, preparing for what seems to be the boat's imminent departure. Realise that you must make a quick and efficient search of the galleon if you are to locate the iron strongbox owl totals aboard and safely disembark before the vessels set out to sea. You embark on a cautious but thorough search of the ship, manoeuvring stealthily to avoid the many soldiers stationed aboard the vessel as you attempt to discover any evidence that will help you locate the iron strongbox and presumably whatever's inside it. So, pick a number. Bonus of 59. 19 from fee 3, 20 from mind, 10 from more, and 10 from luck. I need to get 100 or more to make some progress. Success. Slipping past several groups with 143. Slipping past several groups of soldiers. Some stationed in various places and others roaming the decks. You manage to complete a thorough search of one section of the large ship. Thoroughly dismayed and not, not yet having discovered any evidence that would suggest the location of the iron strongbox you seek. You remain determined to continue your scouring of the galleon. Taking care to avoid the woven bands of soldiers that patrol the galleon's fog-shrouded deck. You make your way to yet another part of the ship. Hoping to find some clue that will lead you to a location of the strongbox. You continue your cautious but thorough search of the ship, manoeuvring stealthily to avoid the many soldiers stationed aboard the vessel as you attempt to discover any evidence that will help you to locate the iron strongbox. So, it's the same check again. Bonus of 59, need 100 or more. Failure. Your search comes to a abrupt halt when you're suddenly confronted by a group of three soldiers. The soldiers, their blue tabards proudly displaying the insignia of the king, demand to know who it is that you answer to and what you're doing on this part of the ship. As one of the soldiers steps towards you, his hands clapped to the hilt of his sword, you hurriedly attempt to determine your next course of action few options here. I could just one. I could use diplomacy, elementalism or thievery. Now if there were higher levels I could use telekinesis and illusion. I will use diplomacy. To successfully use your diplomacy skill. 24 experience to it. Your bold tactics works. The guards accept your story and apologise for having bothered you before moving past and continuing on their way. Once they're out of sight, you quickly prepare to resume your search of the ship. 
taking care to avoid the woven groups of soldiers that patrol the galleon's fog-shrouded deck. You make your way to yet another part of the ship, hoping to find some clue that will lead you to the location of the strongbox. You continue your cautious but thorough search of the ship, manoeuvring stealthily to avoid the many soldiers stationed aboard the vessel as you attempt to discover any evidence to help you locate the iron strongbox. Pick a number between 1 and 100. Bonus 59. Ooh, need 95. Or more. Ooh, it's getting easier. I guess uh, passing those... Getting getting past those guards means... Uh, I'm getting more used to the hiding spaces, something. Pick now. 135. Success. Slipping past several groups of soldiers, some stationed in various places and others roaming the decks, you manage to complete a thorough search of one section of the large ship. Through dismay at having not yet discovered any evidence that would suggest the location of the iron strobe box you seek, you remain determined to continue your scouring of the galleon. Taking care to avoid the roving groups of soldiers that patrol the galleon's fog-shrouded decks, you make your way to yet another part of the ship, hoping to find some clue that will lead you to the location of the strongbox. It's the same check again. This time, I've only got to get 90, so it's getting easier for reasons. Okay, 107 success. Slipping past several groups of soldiers, some stationed in various places and others roaming the deck. He managed to complete a thorough search of one section of the large ship. Fully dissipated, having not yet discovered any evidence that would suggest the location of the iron strongbox you seek. You remain determined to continue your scouring of the galleon. Okay. Taking good care to avoid the Roman boots of soldiers that patrol the galleon's fog-shrouded decks. You make your way to yet another part of the ship, hoping to find some clue that will lead you to the location of the strongbox. Alright, same trick again, but this time only got at 85. 145 success, slipping past several groups of soldiers, some stationed in various place spaces and others were in the decks. You managed to complete a thorough search of one section of the large ship. Thorough despite having not yet discovered any evidence that suggests the location of the iron strong box you seek, you remain determined to continue your scouring of the galleon. Yep, still looking. Moving to another part of the ship. Same check again. Got to get 80. Failure. 77. Your search comes to an abrupt halt when you're suddenly confronted by a group of four soldiers. The soldiers, their blue tabards proudly displaying the insignia of the king, demand to know who it is that you answer to and what you're doing on this part of the ship. As one of the soldiers steps towards you, his hand clamps the hilt of his sword, you hurriedly attempt to determine your next course of action. So, a few other uh, same options as last time, diplomacy, elementalism, thievery, fleeing. I'll use elementalism. Succeeded. 24 experienced elementalism. You summon your power of elementals. 
In answers you have summoned, a load of air elemental takes form just above the ship's deck and swiftly descends upon the soldiers. Howling wildly, the raging elemental some churns up a swirling column of fog that rapidly envelops the men, blinds them in a dense sea of mist. Your bold, successful tactic presents you with the opportunity to slip away unseen. So taking a few moments to check over your equipment, you quickly prepare to resume your search of the ship. Taking care, care to avoid the roaming groups of soldiers were twelve the galleons fog shrouded. To decks you make your way to yet another part of the ship, hoping to find some clue that will lead you to the location of the strong box. Continue cautious but thorough search of the ship, manoeuvring stealthily to avoid the many soldiers stationed aboard the vessel as you attempt to discover any evidence that will help you to locate the iron strong box. So, bonus 49, you get 80 or more. Success with 105. Slipping past several groups of soldiers, some stationed in various places and others roaming the decks, you manage to complete a thorough search of one section of the large ship. Thoroughly dismayed at having not yet discovered any evidence that would suggest the location of the iron straw box you seek, you remain determined to continue your scouring of the galleon. Right, move on to another part of the ship. Same check again. Yep, still 80. Guess that's as easy as get. 114. Slipping past several groups of soldiers, some stationed in various places and others roaming the deck. Yeah. Alright, no, no evidence found yet. Move on to another part. Same check again. Your search comes to a bolt halt. It's a failure. You're suddenly confronted by a group of three soldiers. So, once again, same same re reactions to being spotted. I can use Feathery this time. Successfully used it for 24 experience to Feathery. With the well-practiced ease of a master thief, you step back into the fog and vanished, leaving the soldiers bewildered by a sudden and complete disappearance. Your bold, successful ta tactic has presented you with an opportunity to slip away unseen. Taking a few moments to check over your equipment, you quickly prepare to resume your search of the ship. Alright, met another part. Same check again. Bonus 59, need 80. Another failure. Your search comes to an abrupt halt, fronted by a group of four soldiers. So, the only... I haven't fled yet. Attempt to flee from the soldiers. Yep. And bonus of 69. 19 from thievery, 20 from agility, 20 from mind, 10 from luck. Need 100 or more. Success with 167. Laughs last after a lengthy chase that carries you across several of the galleon's fog-shrouded decks. And down a handful of narrow, winding corridors. You manage to evade the determined pursuers. With nothing further to indicate the soldiers are still on your trail, pause for several moments to catch your breath before once again setting off to resume your search of the ship. Move on to another part. Same check again. You think they'll be more alert now, but apparently not. 
Apparently they're just too, they're still catching their breath and haven't told anyone. Something like that. Keep searching. 82. Success. Slipping past several groups of soldiers, some stationed in various places and others roaming the decks. You manage to complete a thorough search of one section of the large ship. You're about to head off to begin your exploring another area of the galleon. Where you spot an iron banded door tucked away between two leaning stacks of wooden crates. Realising the reinforced door set into a way structure of the ship's forecastle may well be entry to the captain's cabin. You decide to keep watch over it. Crouched behind a stack of bows against the well of the forecastle, you watch the cabin closely. To only a few moments, the young lad strides out of the fog and approaches the door. He knocks twice on the sturdy, iron-banded timber, ba- timber, timber barrier. Seconds later, the door opens. Wasting no time, you spring forward and enter the cabin directly behind the startled lad. Turns and fix you with a look of horror before bolting past you and, distinct, and disappearing into the walling fog that has enveloped the ship. Your eyes were immediately drawn into the interior of the tabin, cabin, where a giant, bowel chested, black bearded man sits on a wooden stool against a wall directly opposite. The sound of the door slamming shut causes you to jump. The large man clad in a combination of studied leather and chain, leaps to his feet and laughs. His thickly muscled arms portray what you can only assume is an immense amount of physical might. I figured I'd best watch over the cargo myself, he says, his deep voice rolling through the chamber like a savage war. After all, it's my ship, and when I'm paid to do a job, you can be sure it gets done. Did Thane fall in send you for it? Only she'd be bold enough, I'd wager, mind you. Neither, that my paycaster would be quite displeased if any harm came to it. There's no trouble about it. About to see that no harm does. With unnerving speed, the hulking, black-bearded captain draws out an iron wad and swipes at your head. His lengthy arms allow him to reach you from the far side of the cabin. Pick a number. Bonus of 40. 20 from agility. 10 from body. 10 from luck. Lead 75 or more. Or I get brained. 117. Success. You leap back, narrowly avoiding a deadly swipe that that came within inches of striking your head. The towering, black-bearded captain curses you and spits on, spits on the floor as he again raises his heavy instrument of battle in an attempt to deal you a crushing blow. The bow-chested captain, his flowing mane of black hair, giving him the appearance of some savage beasts, curses loudly as it strikes out of you his heavy iron wad. As you dodge his initial attack and swiftly counter it, you find yourself wondering you there's more to your hawking foe than meets your eye. Alright, I'm fighting the bearded captain. He's buff. Okay, I've so I could kill him or I could subdue him. Now I don't think he's at 
objectively evil. I mean, I mean, if he if he's de- if he's dealing in the sort of stuff he's he's probably dealing with, he could be turned evil. But I don't think I think he's just far enough away from this business that that he doesn't deserve to die. So I will subdue him. The be- the bearded captain strikes at you with his weighty iron rod. So I am s- subduing him, which means I do less damage, but he does the same amount of damage. Your enemy smashes through your defences with a devastating blow for 28 damage. Uh, another devastating blow. Just... Ooh, sudden surge of energy overtakes you, and you like three impossibly swift blows upon your enemy, but they're non-fatal. Okay, just going to use the three quickstone 20s, just to give... Smashes through my defences with a devastating blow. You know what? I'm going to do a bit of healing now. Because I was down to about half health. There we are. Battle wage. Yes. Your enemy smashes through your defences with a devastating blow. Alright. Yep. Another devastating blow. I'm uh, just going to fight him. He swipes at you with his weighty iron wad. That's what he's been doing the entire time. And he is subdued. And now he falls down. But he is not permanently harmed. Ted, just 10 XP. Hmm. I'd have expected more. But with a noise falling somewhere between a groan and a whimper. The captain staggers backwards and drops to his knees before collapsing face first onto the floor of the cabin. Battered in some submission, it will be quite some time before the black bearded menace regains consciousness. The cabin door suddenly bursts wide open, and four sword wielding soldiers rush into the gloom. The four men stare aghast gruesome scene that confronts them in the captain's cabin. Without hesitation, the four soldiers rush forward and attack, striking out at you with their blades. You fall back and take up a position as the cabin wall opposite the door. There, with grim determination, you bravely engage the four swordsmen. It's four soldiers. Now, really, they they would be terrible soldiers if they weren't trying to stop me. So I'm definitely subduing these. They slash at you with their swords. Now, despite the fact that there's four of them, brutal stroke for 14 damage, these are easier to deal with because they're just not as huge as their captain, who is huge and strong and tough. And a captain. Because as we all know, well, instant, you only the toughest people get to become captains. Because captains are just just really cool. Any sort of captain. They slash with their swords. And now they fall down. 7 XP. Yep, see, much, much weaker. Even though there was four of them. As the last of the four soldiers slump to the ground at your feet, battered into unconsciousness, but otherwise unharmed, 
you move over and it closed the cabin door. Realising you cannot afford even a moment's delay, you immediately embark on a thorough search of the cabin, seeking any sign of the iron storm box. Proceeding swiftly, but with due caution, you begin to search the cabin for any sign of the iron storm box, a mysterious object, the centre of an equally mysterious mission. Okay, pick a number. Bonus of 59, 19 from Fidui, 20 from Mind, 10 from Aura, 10 from Luck, need 100 or more. Success with 133. You complete a quick but thorough search of one air of the cluttered cabin, but find no sign of the iron stove box. Still, you're but certain the box is hidden somewhere in this room. Refusing to abandon your efforts, you move to another part of the room to continue your search. Proceeding swiftly, but with all due caution, continue to search the cabin for any sign of the iron storm box, a mysterious object at the centre of an equally mysterious mission. Pick a number. Bonus 59, need 100. 116, success. Complete a quick but thorough search of one area of the cluttered cabin, but find no sign of the iron strong box. Still, you're all but certain the box is hidden somewhere in this room. Refusing to abandon your efforts, move to another part of the womb to continue your search. Alright, same check again. 117, success. Alright, not it wasn't in this place though. Refusing to abandon your efforts, you move to another part of your womb to continue the search. Dude, how long does it take to look through one womb? Although I think any of us who've ever lost something will know it can take a while. <laughs> Bonus of 59. And presumably, the captain's cabin is quite large. Because, I mean, that's one of the bonuses of being a captain, is you get to have a rather large cabin, which has probably got all sorts of things in it, where you can put things behind, and secret lockers for contraband, and things they don't want me to find, or for the revenue men to find. Pick some more, pick same check again. Failure. 87. Your search is suddenly interrupted by a low, pulsing sound. The face is silence after only a few seconds. Without warning, a sharp pain shoots through your head. You stagger backwards and attempt to regain your footing as you're struck by the horrible realisation you voluntarily triggered some sort of invisible, magical stare. Because of course there is... A series of stabbing pains erupt in your head as the magic unleashed by the inevitable, invisible snare attempts to tear into your psyche. Pick a number. Bonus of 60. I need 100 or more to toughen past this blow. Otherwise, I will suffer a lot of damage. I think I'll still suffer some damage even if I pass, but let's see. 153. Success. You manage to stave off the more damaging effects of the invisible snare's deadly magic, but your psyche still suffers from the fierce mental assault. 8. Damaged. Drained and weary in the aftermath of the psyche attack, 
but thankful to be alive. We step back and take a few moments to recover before resuming the search of the cabin. Same trick again. Success with 144. You complete a quick but thorough search of one area of the cluttered cabin, but find no sign of the iron strong box. Still, you're all but certain the box is hidden somewhere in this room. Refusing to abandon your search, you move to another part of the wound to continue your search. Alright, same check again. 151. You complete a quick but thorough search of one air of the cluttered cabin, but find no sign of the iron strong box. Still, you're all but certain the box is hidden somewhere in this room. Suddenly, as you're about to move to another part of the womb, you spot something. Behind a stack of wooden boxes, in a spot you searched only a moment ago, you discover the outline of a square cut into the thick timbered cabin wall, your heart pounding. You cautiously remove the loose piece of knotted, knotted plank, revealing a deep recess. Peering into the opening, your eyes fall upon an iron strong box. Elated to have found the object of mission, your mission, a mission you don't yet fully remember, you carefully reach into the recess and draw out a heavy, the heavy container. A myriad of symbols of warding have been carved into the pitted surface of the iron lid, serving to hint at the powerful magic that protects the box and its unknown contents. In the centre of the lid, surrounded by five intricately engraved wards, is a raised iron skull. The misshapen, hollow eye sockets of the skull seem to stare directly at you from any angle, as if to warn you of the calamity that waits anyone brazen enough to attempt to purloin the secrets the sinister box has long kept hidden. The iron box is icy to the touch, and after only a few moments, you're forced to set it down on the floor for fear of freezing your fingers to the bone. Well, of course. I mean, if they got, if they had such a guardian as that captain, they're going to have more defences. Because whatever's in here is very, very important. You stare down at the strong box. You wonder how you might best affect the opening of the ward-protected container, as your eyes wander across the many pitted symbols of warding that have been carved into the pitted iron lid. You realise that any attempt to open the box will likely place you in great peril. Now, the thing is, the only option I have is to break into the box using brute force. Now, if I had telekinesis, arcania, thievery, or shadow magic at 80 or plus, then I could have used them, but I don't, so I can't. So I've just got to smash the box! Smash the box! Break into it using brutal force. You take a deep breath and step towards the iron strong box, prepared to smash open the ward-laden container with brute force. It's a warded strongbox. It's at 100%. The warded strongbox charges a powerful pulse of negative energy. Okay, wait a minute. Is this said 100%? So, 
What happens if I flee? Gasping loudly, you fall back from the small box. Thank thankful to have survived your attempts to force open the well-protected container. Standing there, three, three arm lengths from the box, begin to consider how else you might affect his opening. Okay, let's see. Still got to use brute broad force. It's at seventy-two percent now. Think I should be able to take it down. It's at a seven plus wall. So I've got to roll seven or higher on a twenty-sided dice to hit it. So if I roll a one like I do now, it hits me instead. And the strong bar, strong box discharges a powerful pulse, negative energy for 14 damage to me. Alright, use a special. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Nearly done, nearly done, nearly done. And slain. 11 XP. Suddenly, as the last of the magic that long guarded is dispelled, a bright blue glow envelops the iron straw box. The glow fades, the engraved wards that covered the surface of the well-protected container rapidly vanish. You reach down and flip up the lid, only to quickly recall in horror the sight inside the box that greets your eyes. A small cloth bag wrapped with several strayed, frayed strands of rope rests at the bottom of the strong box. It isn't, however, the bag that has caused you to recall in horror. Resting atop the back is an object that immediately suggests a thousand questions and an equal number of sinister, horrific po possibilities. It's the severed white hand of a tarsal. The scale-clad appendage, though somewhat withered, appears to have suffered only minimal effects from decay. Your eyes dart to the hand's clawed forefinger where a thick blanded plasmid wing encircles the lifeless digit. Without touching the hand, you carefully examine the wing. As you behold the engraving that adorns its broad flat seal, your heart nearly skips a beat. Seven small stars and the likeness of an island rising out of the raging sea being carved into, into the plasmid. The image is almost identical to those found on the platinum star coins still in your possession. So, a fateful decision. Inexplicably, you feel your destiny may in some way be linked to the choice you're about to make. Well, if those coins have been useful, and they have one design, then that wing will probably come in handy too. It also might be just a little bit cursed, just a little bit cursed. But I'll deal with that. Take the platinum wing. You carefully slip the platinum wing off the scaled figure of the severed Tarzal hand. Platinum star wing. View. One melee waiting, one devil reserve, and one stamina point. The engraving that adorns the broad, flat seal of this platinum wing is almost identical to the markings on the platinum star coins you previously acquired. Engraved on the wing seal are, four, are seven small stars set into an arc over the likeness of an island rising out of the waging sea. With the wing now in your possession, 
turn your attention to the bag at the bottom of the box. Reaching under the severed Tarzar hand, you take hold of the cloth bag and draw it out of the iron box. Your heart pounds as your fingers discern something solid inside the small sack. After carefully loosening the length of string that secures its mouth, you open the bag and peer inside. Resting at the bottom of the bag, wrapped in the folds of the cloth container, are three leather-bound journals. The very journals you last remember leaving in the care of the seer, Caleb. The journals you discovered hidden beneath a loose the journal you discovered hidden beneath a loose floorboard in the five knots in Inmigspur is at the bottom of the pile. A profound and paralyzing sense of dread comes over you, as if the whole intricate and perilous affair which you played the most important role is somehow about to begin again. The very thought shakes you to the core, leaving you breathless, bewildered and frightened. So, however, you find yourself staring at the edges of the three journals. Long, dark markings. Evidence of a brief encounter the books may have had with fire inexplicably serves to replace your glowing dread with the, dimin- with the glimmer of hope. Seems that at least one attempt was made, and you do not know how, when, or why to destroy the journals. The ashen marks along the edges of the book were not present the last time you looked upon them. In a flash, you become conscious of the notion, and you remember nothing of the details. You have been sent here to retrieve the journals, return with them so that destruction can be completed. An event you recall was somehow interrupted. You also realise your actions in the past, in the shadowy depths of the chasm of time, have culminated in this moment and afforded you what may be the last chance to forever rid the world of these three cursed books. A glimmer of hope is swiftly supplanted by a wave of planning. Without any recollection of who it was that sent you on, on this mission, you're left with no clear path along which to proceed. The sound of rushing footfalls along the deck outside the cabin door prompts you to momentarily forget your quandary. You quickly hide the cloth sack in amongst your possessions, the bag the bag containing three leather-bound journals now safely tucked away. You draw yourself into a defensive posture as the iron-banded door begins to rattle. Seconds later, the door bursts open and five soldiers step into the cabin. The apparent leader of the group, a stern-faced man whose hand rests on the hilt of his sword, points at you and gruffly demands you surrender yourself. The three men at, at his side draw their swords and attempt to back up his command. Without warning, the two soldiers furthest to your left suddenly shoot forward and fly through the air across the room, striking the wall behind you with tremendous force. The armoured pair drops to the floor at the base of the wall, unconscious. Before either of the two men can react, they too are hurled into the wall by a fat, powerful, invisible force. All four soldiers lie motionless on the ground behind you. Instinctively, your eyes will turn to the doorway. There, framed between the crooked beams, 
standing against a backdrop of swirling grey mist is the silhouette of a cloaked woman. As the fog that surrounds her drifts away, she steps forward, revealing a face you instantly recognise. Young woman standing in the spacious cabin's crooked doorway, her hands planted on her hips, and her eyes scouring the bodies strewn across the floor, is, unmistakably, Uriel, the spellcaster you first met in the ruins of Queris Tarn, and who has since played an important, although mysterious, role in the affair that began with the discovery of the leather-bound journal in Migsbrook, an event that seems to have taken place in another lifetime. Oreo glances about at the gruesome evidence of violence that fills the cabin, the most recent of which is her own doing and sighs, then steps into the room and closes the door behind her. Leave it to you, Zoop, she says, shaking her head. Your head. It's no wonder Thane Thorlam tosses these missions your way. She is, of course, most wise to do so. Can only ever be thankful you're on our side. Do you have the books? Despite her nagging suspicion that something about the young spellcaster is different, you sense that she has, is as you remember her, a powerful and trustworthy ally. You nod and hold up the cloth sack containing three leather-bound journals. Yuyo returns your nod. Then we mustn't delay, she says, turning for the door. Our enemies are closing in all around us. The worst is just ahead. On that point, we may both be certain. Now, let's get, get those books to the summoning site and be done with this. Once and for all. So that finishes this scenario. With 4,096 experience to general. And 1,024 experience to all skills and powers. <sighs> Yes, I mean, if we got that for a whole adventure, it wouldn't be to sniff at. But this is just one part. Yes, very, very large rewards towards the end of this Proving Grounds. And that finishes that scenario. The next part is the Elder Throne Part 3. Which is also a pretty hefty scenario. So we'll be doing that next time. But until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. 
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.